and welcome to What This Is, your go-to podcast and video for video blog for diversity and inclusion. My name is Lau That's and it. this is KK. And I'm KK. And I'm KK. Good to see you, Lau. You are not in the UK anymore. You left us. Where are I, you? Okay. Tell them. Yeah. I, uh, so the thing is, my sister was giving birth. It was, uh, I had to move out of the house. It was a good opportunity for me to escape mm -hmm. the long lockdown for a little bit. And mm -hmm. yeah, so now I'm here in Copenhagen, um, getting used to the freezing cold. I forgot how cold nice. during winter. I've been away for a few years yeah. and <laughs> happily stayed out of February. So, uh, but it's cold, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, that's too bad. Well, we miss you here, but at the same time, we couldn't see you. So it's kind of, I was like, yeah, go. I was like, yeah, yeah. Man, don't spend your money here on these London prices. You know, why oh. sit here when you can't even enjoy the city? You know, no. so it totally made sense when you said you wanted to leave for a bit. Yeah. As it's soon good. as we, as soon as we're not locked down, you got to come back. Oh yeah, I'm not done with London. Um, I'm just here to catch up with family and friends and uh, yeah, thankfully, you know, the yeah. digital age enables us to continue this yeah. great podcast yes. and video blog. Absolutely. So, um, please, Absolutely. for everyone who's listening, please remember to subscribe to our channel. We're trying to build up subscribers. Yeah. We can get our own URL on YouTube. So yeah. subscribe. Yeah, I think um, we, we need our first 100 on YouTube, 100 people on YouTube to get our own URL. And I think we've like, we still need like, we still need 69 people, something like that. So we've only just started and yeah. uh, but we're getting a lot of people coming to see what it's about. So we now need people to, to subscribe to the channel and give us a thumbs up. Hell, give us a thumbs down. Give us some kind of engagement. <laughs> the algorithm. <laughs> Anything. Yeah. So yeah. It's, yeah. But it, it's, uh, it's interesting. I think it's an interesting journey. It's, you know, we are, we are mm. also learning our ways in this. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I, I think the message is the same, trying to yeah. spread good vibes about diversity inclusion. Oh, yeah. And, you oh, know, yeah. Uh, you know, expand the yeah. voice for, for ourselves and for everyone listening. Yeah. You know what? I... I had this amazing day and I was talking to um, someone who's going to be on, on, uh, the guest on um, another program that's launching on, on LinkedIn in about 10, 12 days or something like that called Coffee with KK. And mm. um, she's going to be an incredible guest. She's an incredible guest. And by the time this will be on, on Anchor, so it's going to be out to the world as a podcast. Finally, we're getting that out the door. So... I was talking to her today. Her name is Veronica. And I was just talking about, you know, this whole mission, you know, our mission to just do our part in that corporate space. I think everybody should stay in their lane, you know, yeah. do our part in that corporate space when it comes to diversity and inclusion and belonging and all yeah. of that, you know, and how, and how it takes the, it takes us, it takes all of us to, to do something to have yeah. create a space like this, to have those real conversations around diversity, inclusion, belonging, the wins, the losses in the space, you know? So I'm just like, it's just one of those days where I just feel so excited and so yeah. happy. So it was like, you know, so happy to be here with you. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise, it's such a pleasure. And, and, and I think that, you know, uh, it's true, there are, there are different spaces we can talk about it. I've been listening to a lot of different conversations on different forums mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. uh, 
diversity and inclusion. And there are so many different conversations going on, which is great. Yeah. Uh, but exactly you know, that. I think that, you know, our aim, you know, we also met in the corporate more on executive coaching yeah. with working with career yeah. transitioning. You know, we just naturally involved in, you know, the the business side of it. And, and I yeah. see that we can really drive change in this. You know, we already connected to it and I would love to, you know, raise awareness about diversity inclusion in the workspace because it really creates better opportunity for people to thrive and be successful yes and that ultimately yes. leads to people feeling more fulfilled belonging successful hopefully well paid and then can yeah. live good you know quality of life you know and this is yeah you know, one of the, the benefits of driving this agenda yeah. in the workspace. Absolutely. And the last time we were together, you brought up the McKinsey report and we talked about the McKinsey report. And so there's that other side of, we've got the people side, but we've also got the business case for it, which you brought up. And if you guys or don't know what I'm talking about or that you've come back, please go back to that, to that yeah. uh, episode is the first or the second episode when we were talking about that. And yeah. And yeah, there's I agree. It's a link in, in, in the video in, uh, uh, on YouTube to the McKinsey Report. Oh, to the, that's right, to the McKinsey I, Report. And that's, that just shows you, like, there's a need for it. But I think that there's, I think today what we kind of talked about, we want to really kind of help people understand a few things. We're going we're gonna to talk about what diversity is today. Yeah. We're going to be talking about what unconscious bias is today. And then we're going to talk about, what's the third thing we said we're going to talk about? We're going to inclusion talk on its own as, as inclusion, right? They're usually always mentioned together, but they it's are great, really you know? things. So it's, it's, it'll be interesting. Right. They're very different. They're different. People forget that sometimes, you mm. know, they talk about, oh, we mm. want deep dive, mm. we want a diversity inclusion. It just kind of stops at diversity often. They often, and I think that was the interesting yeah. part. Yeah. the McKinsey report as well, is that we did see this discrepancy between that there are, there seems to be a more and more company are being successful on the diversity space. Uh, but when the same people are asked about how inclusive um, do they feel these companies are, then we see a drop. So there is something there to talk about. We'll yeah. get back to that in a minute. Um, but I think we should yeah. talk about- So let, I want you to kick it off. Yeah, so I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll take it, it, it off. So if you, so, so let's pretend, let's pretend I, I don't know about it. What'd you say? Uh, <laughs> you are it and you know so much. Don't worry, I'll edit. Part of this conversation. But the reason why I wanted to mention this is because, um, you know, it's interesting coming back. London is such a, you know, melting pot of cultures and people from everywhere. And you just kind of get used to this diversity in, in, in everyday life. And of course, you know, now I'm yeah. back kind of on the outskirts of Europe. It's not as diverse anymore. It's a smaller city. It's really freezing cold. Okay. And it's very on the, on the ends of, of the European continent in a way. And okay. that, that, you know, of course, a, has just brought some attention to me on, on this diversity mm. conversation, mm. which is why I really wanted to us to, to elaborate a bit on what diversity really means. Because mm. I'm, I'm seeing here, and this is of course just people taking, I'm acknowledging that diversity is on a different level of evolution, each place, and we need to acknowledge that. Okay. And, and, Absolutely. And, 
and still drive it forward and, and see an opportunity to educate, but they're not yeah. all at the same place. And yeah. here, there is a tendency that, that I've seen that a lot of the diversity talks kind of stops at gender and not gender mm -hmm. identity, but simply becoming, you know, I'm a little bit conscious that the diversity and inclusion doesn't become the new buzzword for feminism, which maybe have been, you know, tainted as a bad word now, which I don't think it is. But, you know, so, so that was why. So I'd love to, you know, elaborate a little bit about what is diversity really? Get in there now. What is it? Tell us. Tell, I was going to say, pretend I don't know anything about yeah. what diversity is. So start it off. Go for it. I think that the important part is that we diversity is more than just, you know, uh, a, we can prioritize in one, two, three, four, five. These are the 10 things for diversity. Diversity really is, 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 is needs to be diverse uh, across the board. Diversity means both okay. uh, sexual identity, it means gender, uh -huh. it means racial uh, background or ethnicity. Uh, it also means uh, disability, for instance, are often forgotten in this yeah. diversity uh, talk. Um, and, and I think it's important that we acknowledge that they are all part of their diverse uh, agenda. Because yes. if we, you know, I've seen some articles where people, uh, I even had one where, where there was, the author wrote um, that, you know, the two most important aspects of diversity mm -hmm. is, and then it was uh, a gender, the normal uh, binary gender idea. Oh. And something okay. else. And I was like, we can't say <laughs> diversity and then start by prioritizing two. We're kind of leaving all the right. other groups out that thought they were part of this. Right, right. You know, I got, I got to interrupt. I got to in interject here because that is so important. You know, it's, it's when, when you, like you say, when you say, okay, group one and then group two, and then group three, it's like you're missing the whole point. You, it's like this. I believe that Black Lives Matter, that movement, the movement is a good thing, particularly for my people, right? Mm -hmm. It's a good thing. But when we're talking about, let's, let's say, let's take it off from there. Let's come into this corporate space. We have a lot of other groups of people who have been marginalized. Yeah. We cannot forget them. No. And if we are looking after one group, well, we better look after all groups because if we don't, we continue to create the divide. Exactly. This is the problem. Yes. You'll pit, you'll pit race against race. No, no, mm. no, no, no. There is no one group that has the ownership of diversity when we're talking about the groups that have been marginalized, okay? The groups yes. that have been marginalized and those groups that have been marginalized, they are all that diversity. And what we're hoping for is we see across the board, true diversity. Yes, I want my black people raised up. I want my LGBT people raised up. I want my disabled, neurodiverse. I want people raised up. 
I want everyone raised up to at some point diversity just is. Exactly. Right? It's just a part of the, 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 the system. Yeah. And I think that that is, is such a good point that it is true, you know, I can't speak to how it feels to be you, but I can speak to how it feels to be me. You can still speak to how it feels to be you, but we are still wanting to build the same house, right? So, and that, mm -hmm. I think that's the important part. I, I will have yeah. much more to say about the LGBTQIA than I will have about the racial uh, challenges within diversity, but I need to adapt the same philosophy, you know, and it, it, it's not a matter of saying, because I, I, that was one of the, the things I really loved about, um, or not love, but it was when the whole Black Lives Matter movement happened, and, and, you know, as some people tried on the contrary to say, oh, you know, well, all lives matter. Yes, mm. but it's not, it's not all lives matters house that's on fire here. It's black lives <laughs> matter that's on fire. So let's, right. you know. Let's, let's focus. Yeah, there's not a problem on the other white house over there. There's a problem yeah. on, the, on this house, right? And that was important. Yeah. And I think that whereas we all having our houses on fire or not, we are still under the same roof in a way when it comes mm -hmm. to DNI. We might have initiatives that we are independently trying to raise awareness about our, our minority, but we still need to be conscious to be inclusive when we're building the house because we cannot exactly. let just run off with one idea. It is in many ways, it's also a philosophy and this will lead us back into inclusion later on because that is exactly what that means if, if you want to really mm. comment. Really, I love I love what you're saying. We're just I love that we both we're just both on this journey. Yeah. Of it's it's at the end of the day, it is a journey of inclusion. That's what we're saying. And um, I have to quote somebody today. I was in a meeting with with um, with someone a, a director of inclusion at um, at Netflix, Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. I was talking to Casey and, and um, he told me, I said, is this exclusive? Can I say this? Because I didn't want to put people stuff out there, but there was a, um, it's Netflix's um, something they put out. It's their inclusion report. I haven't pulled it because that was just a conversation today. Mm -hmm. But Verna Meyer, she's like the head of, I think, diversity and inclusion or what have you. I need to get her title right. I am a fan of hers, but she's mm -hmm. over at Netflix right now. And she talked about three things, expected, respected, and reflected. And I was like, what's all this? Expect, expect your seat at the table. Mm. Expect it. You go and it, there, it is there. It is already there. It's waiting, mm. expected. You know, and I love that. You know, it's yeah. that re respected, you know, respected for who I am and what I'm bringing to the table and then reflected reflect back your business should reflect yeah. what is out there right exactly it's like you need to be reflecting what society looks like right yeah. and there's something about that that makes me think of yeah it, it's the getting what diversity 
and inclusion, I know, but we're gonna come back to that. But it's understanding what that diversity is. It's not just give me a job because I'm gay or I'm a woman or I'm a black woman or a black man or an Asian person or, or an LGBTQIA mm. person or disabled or new, you know, give it to me because it really reflects what's outside of that door. It yeah. reflects people that are buying from us, right? It reflects the world, the globe, you know? Yeah. I agree. And I think that's so, I think that's so important, you know, and that expectation, it shouldn't be, oh, so surprised to see you here, KK. No, it should be like, girl, your seat is right there. Exactly. You know, it shouldn't be like, oh, Lau, didn't expect to see you here. No. It's like, Lau, your seat's there, right? Yeah. yeah. So I want to kick off with by saying, talk about inclusion. So one thing, what we saw about in this McKinsey report was that companies seems to increasingly be successful on bringing in a diverse group of people. So the recruitment phase is happening. Um, but what seems to fail is the inclusion. And this is really where the philosophy is put into action. That's why it's a bit discouraging to see. So the recruitment, the good intentions are there, but there seems to be a drop off about the feeling inclusive and belonging when you actually get into the company. And what that means is of course, that you have a higher a rotation of staff because they don't feel belong yes. to the company. So it can right. actually have a real cost. And we talked, uh, we talked in some of the previous episode about that there's not just from a humane perspective that of course your companies should reflect the outside world and your, your customers uh, um, as a natural you know, ambition, uh, but there's also the financial part of it, that there are, mm -hmm. you know, we've mentioned examples before where we've seen companies who failed at driving a proper DNI agenda within their company, where they've had real financial impact on them, and that has just been confirmed in that report year after year only. So it's, it's a shame that companies are not understanding that. And the, what I conclude out of that is really that in order to really obtain the financial advantage of it. You got to mm -hmm. authentically own the DNI. It's not just about filling a scorecard. It's about yeah. keeping the philosophy alive one day once they have been hired into the company that you take it further because that is that is the only place where you actually see the benefits. So if companies out there are thinking, oh, we just need to bring in a diverse, you know, hiring policy. Yeah. Uh, and right. we are safe on our financial targets. That's not the case. You need to have an authentic, real mm -hmm. ambition to drive inclusivity of work because the well, whole reason where this performance, the financial advantage of the DNI is coming into play is when people can perform and they only perform if they truly feel they belong and are included in that uh, company. I think you're 100% right. I think we got a couple of pieces here we're talking about. We're talking about inclusion is a huge piece, right? It's we've got diversity. We have the case for diversity. 
We know it's about different people that are more than the dominant group in the organization, right? So we get that. How do we keep them there? So here's that second piece. So we've got the inclusion. And then I say it's the sustainability piece, right? Mm -hmm. How do we keep, see if you can sustain your workforce yeah. by acts of inclusion, then you are more likely for your diverse group to move up in the ranks yeah. and become those executive senior positions mm -hmm. where they weren't before. And yeah. you're right. It's if you are really about your diversity and inclusion agenda, people might want to call it diversity, inclusion and belonging agenda, mm -hmm. then you have to make it an agenda. I was talking to Veronica again, I'll mention her name because she's a change management expert. And she said, diversity and inclusion is a change initiative. I said, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I was writing a paper in, in my master's class last term uh, on change and how diversity and inclusion must be considered. It should be your biggest consideration in this era that we are living in. Yes. It, diversity and inclusion, if you are initiating a change, creating a, a change initiative, you got to look inside. You got to see what's missing. And that's where that data comes from. So when people say, oh, it's just a tick box exercise, or you're looking at the statistics, your data and everything, it's good to know who you are. It's good to know where you're at. Yes. But you got to know why. What, where is it going wrong when it comes to inclusion? Because inclusion means people don't leave the organization. Exactly. People expected. They got a seat. They expect it. The junior person is looking up to KK, who's in the middle, senior management, and saying, I want to mm -hmm. be like KK. I want KK to be my mentor. I would love KK to advocate for me. I can see myself at this organization, right? Without mm -hmm. that, people jump ship. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. People jump ship because they don't feel included. They don't see anyone that looks like them. It could be the same way for anyone from a diverse background. If there's if there's no, if, if you can't see yourself somewhere, if you can't see more than just one of you or two of oh, you, you why would you stay? On, you quickly pick up on whether there's a true, true and authentic ambition to creating inclusiveness for your diversity when you're there. And obviously if you get in and you all quickly feels this just seems to be a numbers exercise on the diversity part, but there's not, it's just failing short on inclusion. Well, you're not really getting the benefits of it. You're not making people thrive and perform to the very best. And then you're not really getting the yeah. financial benefit there is besides That's the whole, right. you know, human uh, argument for it. And there, there's, the, I, I read That's a right. interesting kind of, uh, I, I'm listening into an interesting uh, training about uh, inclusion. And they, they mentioned uh, three key, key uh, aspects that needed to, in order for people to feel they belong, they need to mm -hmm. feel some level autonomy. You need to feel that you are, mm -hmm are in, in control of your own boat so to speak or you have some kind of you mm -hmm. know decision making which makes you feel important right and you need to have right. you need to be able to connect to something there needs to be something that connects you in the organization um and then you be the to, values exactly then you need to connect to the values and uh, 
and then you need to be good at something. If you get those mm. three in place, then you are on a great path for creating true uh, inclusion uh, and belonging, uh, feeling a sense of belonging for people who are in yes. company. I think that's important yes. to remember because as you said, we need a more, not just diversity in, uh, you know, what you call the, the lower level of an organization. We need to get them into yes. leadership positions so they can- right. Uh, so they can be, you know, um, mentors for, for other people yeah. and inspiration. Um, and I think that was also one of the key outtakes from, from my research into the DNI is yeah. uh, from a workspace uh, perspective, we need to get people, a diverse group into the leadership and senior management roles. They are so important for creating ambassadorships and for creating mentorships and inspiration for uh, younger yep. generations, uh, for them to really see that they also can, you know, succeed and really perform and elevate into uh, the organization with an authentic expression of who they are. Absolutely. You know, this, you know, I, I, I think this takes such a shift of mindset you know, it takes such a shift of mindset. We're talking about the recruitment piece. We're talking about the initiative of recruiting. Stop barring the recruitment where I've got a friend you need to meet because you get the same um, homogeneity going mm. on. Everybody's the same mm. because I went to this particular school and these are the, these particular people, and these are my old friends, and so that's how we see a lot of 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 corporate situations occurring, to where our staff is, you know, I think you in a way you you got to get rid of the the um, we're going to give you a cut, we're going to give you a little bonus if you introduce us to someone that for this particular role. If we hire them, we're gonna give you some money. You can't keep doing that, No. you know? And don't get me wrong, I put many people up for coaching opportunities, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter, they're gonna, it doesn't mean they're gonna get the job, yeah. right? It could go wrong in that it will create homogeneity, right? Mm -hmm. So the same look, you know? I've seen, I've seen organizations online who, say their diversity and inclusion, some type of specialist, but they don't have a black person mm -hmm. on board. They don't, right? They don't have, you know, at your very least, can we have a little skin check here? <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? So it's like, can we create balance here? Right? Yeah. I remember I saw, I got, I was at a, I was at a, a meeting and they were trying to sell um, the idea of, of uh, unconscious bias training. So I was brought into this meeting and um, and then they had some, they had someone they called a, uh, a, a program designer on board. Mm. And when she did the delivery of, oh, this is what we've been thinking about. This is one of our programs, the DNI programs that we've already, that we've put together. And so I just wanna show you what we can do. Yeah. <clears throat> they showed this this <laughs> this program. 
the slide deck opens and we see we see the two people who would be facilitating a DNI program. They were two older white women. Yeah. And I'm not talking about maybe white, say Greek or white from an Arab nation, right? We're not a white or skinned person. These were two English mm, yeah. white women. And I thought, this just looks so wrong. And you know what, I'm, because I'm a coach, because I, I pay attention to body language and what the eyes are saying, the body, the movements, mm -hmm. the discomfort in the two people looking at this was evident. And then at the end of it, they said, oh no, that's mm -hmm. not for us. No. We want KK because KK delivers the way she delivers. And that's who we want as the unconscious bias trainer. I think that's a really important point. You know, it can- Where's the inclusivity? Yes, exactly. And how can you, I, some, yes, we would say, okay, well, we want the best for the job and all this. Well- Don't even. About diversity and inclusion is not just academia, privileged backgrounds or anything like that. We are talking about diversifying the way representation walk yeah. that talk in a presentation as well because of course That's if you want to have right. a in that then you need to also there are just some people who are better at that agenda than others are you know <laughs> exactly it is about bringing more of your personality into work and being able to be who you really are so from that aspect alone, you cannot bring in the non-diverse group of people and ask them to present this. Because the whole idea of this is to allow people to express themselves of their full personality at work. And you need people who have walked those That's shoes, right. and understood that to, to do that. It, it is just yeah. how it is. It, 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 it is. It is, it's, it's like you and I, you know, yeah. we, when, when people get to know us, it's like we come from these clearly marginalized groups over time infinitum, you know? Mm. And so those are those people you want, because see, this is it. When I walk into a room to deliver something on diversity and inclusion, I'm already representing a perspective of how we think it should look. So how the viewer mm -hmm. thinks, oh, that, it, okay, this is a DNI conversation. Oh, it's a black woman. That makes mm -hmm. sense. If you come in the room and say, you know, so my name is Lau, I'm a gay man, blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. Exactly. Talk, we can, we can learn, we can ask questions, but if it looks like me, where are you learning? Yeah. If and I wanted to an all black audience to teach to teach, say, unconscious bias training, it would be a lot of like, yeah, girl, mm-hmm. Because mm -hmm. we know we live in, am I, am I the right person? Am I bringing value in that organization? But if yeah. I came in talking about unconscious bias and how it has affected us, not diversity, mm -hmm. but how it has affected us and mm -hmm. how we, react and respond in the work environment and how we blah blah right we're gonna you're gonna more buy-in 
Yeah. We can relate how it's affected us, blah, blah, blah. But diversity, it's like we diversity. What are you telling us? We already know that, right? Exactly. But in a white audience or a, a, a non-diverse audience, you want to see diversity yeah. come in the door. And There's that's inclusive again, and coming you... back to the inclusion piece. Exactly, exactly, right? It's almost a bit of a, a you know, slap in the face to all the marginalized uh, groups that are supposed to be part of this if they're not even out there presenting you know, yeah. the, or explaining right. what it really entails because there's a real danger. I mean, I am such a strong supporter for allyship. I mean, there are, you know, they're 100%. the backbone of driving change. And I appreciate uh, anyone wanting to support this agenda. Um, but like I yeah. said in the beginning, I cannot explain how it is to be in your shoes. I can listen, I can try yeah. to understand and I can probably you know, tell that I could imagine like that, but I don't know the full story. And I will never be able to do that yeah. because I haven't walked in your shoes. And it's that's the same way, that's just how it is. And there's, if you don't, if you are not in, being inclusive and diverse in this kind of fora or, or this, this, this agenda, you're risking with the best intention to have a lot of blind spots that you're not even conscious about, mm. you know? Yeah, so that, that is what, why I, you know, I've, I've really appreciated all these conversations we have because you've taught me so much about your background, yeah. what, what you. your story is, and yeah. that's so important, but I can still never say that I know how it is that's to right. be you. That's right, you know? my uncle was gay and he could never tell the world he was gay. He could never be himself. Yeah. Do I know how that feels? To, because of my own sexuality, I'm bisexual, but yeah, I struggled with that for many years, but I still will never know what it feels like to be Uncle Tony. I will still never know what it feels like to be you walking yeah. down the street. That time you told me you're walking down the street and you get punched in, in the yeah. gut by a, a homophobe jerk you yeah. know because you're being who you are so i can never know what that feels like i have a different experience of of yeah. being a minority and i know what that feels like yeah and i think it's important for organizations to get that you know to really get that that diversity and that inclusion piece yeah open the doors let us work there Mm. Let diverse groups work in there just with everyone else. But damn it, don't you want to sustain your, your business? Don't you want your business? Don't you, you know, I talked to someone. She said, she said that, you know, there's a high turnaround. There was always a high turnaround in certain positions at a particular company. Yeah. And yeah, and then we talked about it and it was, it was your diverse people leaving. Mm. So every time you turn around, you're spending more and more money to try to get somebody else in. Exactly. That's just dumb business. Yeah. That's just dumb. Yeah. You need to then take a look at your real, like, you know, like what's your inclusion? What does your inclusion look like? That's that's a good place to start. Could that be the problem? Do you have real ambassadors in important roles that can be aspirational to younger talent? You know, is there a sense that here this is where I can perform? And if they haven't established that, they're not mm -hmm. going to stay. So this is why, and then they'd be wasting their money 
on trying to to fulfill this kind of diverse uh, uh, you know agenda uh, or, or ambition or target it's, it's, it's just how, a how joke does, how, how does a I, I mean one of the things that I, I notice as well is important because I've noticed you mentioned this with uh, saying I uh, you know these referral I think that's really interesting the referral scheme the whole it's a natural part that we as human feel comfortable or, or feel a comfort in someone who's like and I've been in companies where you know almost the whole team were from the same university. They were simply plucked from there. Right. I, I sat in a, in a recruiting session where it was very obvious that my manager liked this candidate because this candidate had studied the exact same at the same university, right? So it's whether it's race right. or, 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 but it is all in this education. Yeah. And, and I think we need to check we, our conscious bias mm -hmm. in our recruitment phase. If we have these mm -hmm. programs, it's so important that we have checks right. in that recruitment process to say, hey, am I being unconsciously biased here in my recruitment? And I want to talk to the audience about what unconscious bias is because, you know, I, I deliver these talks to organizations on it particularly. And I always like to tell the story, tell, tell, I talk about Freud because it's Freud where the unconscious, he first talked about the unconscious, right? And he talks about there are, and I'm going to paraphrase and I'm going to put some other information in there from my learnings and stuff, but, and the way I look at it. So the unconscious is where all these memories are stored. And I say they are stored and you don't have the key to open them and unlock them. So mm -hmm. this is powerful stuff, right? So I'll imagine you're, you're 35 years old. You got 35 years of experiences. There's no way we can hold to hold on to all of this information. It's just impossible. We'd be we'd like combust or something, right? So yeah. it's all these memories, all those memories that you can't remember when you were little. And I can't remember when I was little. And then your parent wanted up saying, oh, you remember that? And you're just like, it's gone, right? Well, they are actually stored in the unconscious. And the unconscious, the unconscious um, is an interesting place because these memories and things that are stored in these events and these words that we have heard, things from the media, uh, as introjected inside of us. And that was Melanie Klein. She was kind of, she was a, a peer to Freud as well as Carl Jung. So Melanie worked with the children. She was the first psychoanalyst of children. And she talked about introjection. And we introject all this data, this information from the external, also in our home life. So the external, out of ourselves, the external into us. Mm -hmm. Right now, all this introjection. So when I think of that, I think, yeah, that's that stuff we see on Twitter, that stuff we see on Facebook, that stuff we see on the Instagram, the Snapchat, on Snapchat, on TikTok, all of it. Right. That's all the stuff on Telegraph, on Clubhouse, all of this stuff that people are feeding us. Right. We can't hold all that memory. It's getting pushed down. It's put inside of us. We're buying into what's on the outside. We're buying into our grandparents' uh, racist remarks. We're buying into our parents' homophobic, homophobic remarks, right? 
this negative, all this stuff. Now, not only that, Lao, but they have feeling. They have, mm. it's their sensation. Mm. You know, so think of the child that doesn't have words yet, right? And they can't under, they can only feel feelings. So if someone is looking at the TV, a two-year-old, two years watching the same TV, and that person says something really horrible and racist or a homophobic remark, and they're pointing out, look at him or look at her, they're this, they're that. That baby is only picking up the sensation, doesn't understand the words yet, right? Mm -hmm. And he's seeing the image and he's looking at grandpa and grandpa is reacting a certain way to that image. The grandpa is planting the seed of racism and bigotry into that child. Mm -hmm. It's interjected into that child, right? So when we, right, right, it's just deep, right? So when nobody's you think born prejudiced, nobody's born prejudiced, right? Mm. It is it you've turned into that by the external, by the people, the imagery, the media, all let's, of that. Let's, let's fast forward. Thirty-five years, the man say he's the, the the baby that's watching grandpa act a fool. Thirty-five, forty years, he or she is now in a management position. They mm. are in a management position. Usually they've been hiring the same people that look like them, sound like them. Your example, went to the same university. Maybe they're just all white. Let's just do it, keep it easy. Then the black person comes in and suddenly they're, they're looking at their CV. They like the CV, but that black person walks into the room. This is the unconscious now trips you up. The unconscious bias mm. because Baby was listening and seeing the black person on the TV and grandpa going off and looking there. We've created a physical sensation. We've created mm -hmm. a bodily reaction that is now, mm -hmm. 40 years later, triggered. Mm -hmm. Remember, you don't have a key to the unconscious. It's the, no. It triggers. Does that person walk in the door looking just like that person that was on the TV when grandpa was saying, ah, la, la, la. Mm -hmm right? You see, see, and when people say, I didn't know how to unconscious bias. No, you got to get a deeper understanding, you know, a mm. deeper understanding. Your parents may not have said anything wrong. They could have reacted. Grandpa could have been the one reacting mm. and you were privy to it. Yeah. And every time that image of a person showed up, you heard grandpa yelling again. And so you put it in your unconscious that that is bad. Mm. That is not good. You see? So the unconscious bias had been implanted inside of us. Mm. And that's a powerful thing if you're in a management position where you have a power. And so how, like I said, the, the unconscious is good in that it stores stuff that we just couldn't manage to hold. It also stores, stores things that you learned by rote. It stores how do you count to a, a thousand? You just do it. How do you get in your car and you drive to the same grocery store you've been doing for 20 years because it's a habit. It's just physical boom. That's the unconscious at work. It's just doing that stuff. So it saves us time. It has its utility. Yeah. But when it is, when you're in that kind of Daniel Kahneman referred to the system one kind of a thinking where you're, mm -hmm. where you're just making real quick decisions, take the little boy again, who's mm -hmm. now making a decision in management position. 
where everyone has looked like him, sounds like him that has come through before, but here comes the image that created a negative sensation inside of him. He doesn't know why he doesn't think this guy is the right guy, mm -hmm. right? He's a nice guy. No. He's good to his wife. He's good yeah. to his kids or he's good mm -hmm. to his husband. He's, you know, but something has creeped in from the unconscious. Mm. And the unconscious says, I'm going to make a quick, quick snap decision. He doesn't have the education that we're looking for. And I just got a feeling. These are the language. I just got a feeling he's just not the right one. And he doesn't even know where it My comes gut. From. And he doesn't know. And it's my gut. Yeah. And see, this is why the unconscious bias training is very important. And if it's not trained, if you're not trained to think on a deeper level, then you will never understand. See, people say, oh, they go to a training and they realize they had some unconscious biases, but they didn't get anything out of it or they felt guilty. Mm. Well, I don't, I would say you didn't have great training because yeah. I don't want you to leave feeling guilty. I want no. you to leave feeling like I'm a human being. I've got a history, a history that might have caused me to see the other in a certain type of way, mm. right? And you know what? Now that I'm aware of that, when it's time to be that same person, the same guy who's making the decisions, he's had some training, maybe he's, he's, he's um, compounded that with some good coaching around, around it as well, unconscious bias, be it not diversity, inclusion type of training, pro coaching program that we at Ezra do. <laughs> mm -hmm. But then when the next person that's, that comes into the room that triggers that childhood experience, he will slow down and he will question himself. Yeah. And he will say, hold on a minute. Let me make sure I'm present and I'm more deliberate with what I'm doing. And hopefully yeah. then he makes the right decision. You mm -hmm. can only transform mindsets when you start to transform your own mindset, right? Yeah. When you start becoming, excuse me, I hope this is not making noise. When you start becoming aware of, of your own shortcomings, can you help other people become aware of their own shortcomings? You know, and yeah. both of us as coaches, we know that to be the case. Because <laughs> how many times have you had personal aha moments when you've been coaching people? Yes. Yes, definitely. You've been getting, it's not only the client that gets something out of it. Sometimes you and yourself get a little bit of a hard yeah. moment. Yeah. 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 Can you say something if of a company that wants to really kind of check their unconscious bias? What would be some good tools that they could implement or in the recruitment phase? I think what it is, I think what we have to think about is we, you know, in, in kind of the, the psychodynamic approach to coaching that I do, it's we're always thinking about the other, right? And I think it's about slowing down. And there's the system two kind of idea Daniel Kahneman talks about. It's the being deliberate, you mm. know? And I call it that being present and being deliberate in your, 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 um, your choices. When it's time yeah. to come and make a choice, think about it. When it's time to do a, 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 a person's annual review or whatever, or biannual review on that individual that's from a diverse background, ask yourself, am I putting more uh, on them because I have an unconscious bias towards black people or towards women or what, or toward gay people, whatever the issue or disabled person, 
am I, am, it, it's, it's making sure you're present, checking your own thinking, checking, yeah. you gotta check in. You know, I think that's the first thing, you know me, I'm about that training. I'm about mm -hmm. that unconscious bias training, but do, done on, on a very, I think that kind of dynamic level. Let's go a little bit deeper than just talking about certain things about unconscious bias training. We do a little, little, uh, little, uh, little uh, activity or something. No, let's yeah. get deeper on this level. Mm. I also, you know, I'm a big believer in coaching. I'm a big believer in coaching. If you want to sustain your workforce, if you yeah. want to sustain your workforce, your diverse workforce, if you really want to see in three years, five years, depending on what level people are in, your diverse workforce move within your organization, you've got to create equity. Yeah. You've got to create equity. And at Ezra Coaching, you know that's what we do. We believe in coaching for everyone. To me, that is it. Because you might not have mentors that look like you're a diverse group. So no. sometimes people want a mentor that looks like them, sounds like them, whatever. Well, you might not have that. You might yeah. still be working on your non-diverse group in the diversity and inclusion piece, right? Because they would need that yeah. diversity and inclusion to really examine that, explore that. But then for your, for yeah. your diverse group, you may need to create that equity and that would be coaching, giving them that opportunity to where they may able to speak and 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 grow the way they really want to grow whereas before it's traditionally been given to only certain groups of people i love that i think that is a really great uh example or suggestion to both anyone who really wants to uh start on this journey and learning more and if you are mm -hmm. a company that are just like really on the beginning uh of this or embarking on this you might find that you can't find this diverse talent to, to kind of start building the momentum. And exactly like you say, actually engaging with coaching, are deliberately choosing diverse background, co coaches with diverse background could actually help kickstart this with an organization. Yeah. I love that idea. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. That's what we're doing at Ezra, for sure. Yeah. We are gonna sign out. Absolutely loved our conversation as usual. There's so much work to be done in the DNI space. And we just wanna encourage others to go ahead and make your way. And in this space, reach out to us, kknlau at gmail.com. That's L-A-U-K-K-2-K's and A-N-D-L-A-U at gmail.com. And we will help you along that journey if you're an organization and you are interested in unconscious bias training or any diversity and inclusion workshops for your organization, please do get to us on the same email and we will endeavor to help you out. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. See you later. Now. See you next week. Bye-bye.